Welcome back to the Thrill Me Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Adam. My co-host, Jared, is here. Adam. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. This episode, we're going to mix it up. Mm. Another sort of a top five, more of a top eight, uh, in this case. <laughs> eight biggest, more of a top eight or just a top eight? Just a top eight. <laughs> eight biggest dickheads in horror films. Right. Now, we had to put a disclaimer on this. We're not talking about the actor and their performance or the film specifically, because there are some good films in amongst some of this. Not many. Not many, but there are <laughs> one or two. Basically, we're talking about the character yeah. specifically. So they just come across the wrong way, they're written badly, whatever. Jared, would you like to kick us off here? I know there's one on the list that you we railed on um, and that you have a certain... Distasteful. A certain distaste. A real distaste. So we are talking about Buster Rhymes? <laughs> yeah, 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 Buster Rhymes. Freddie. Freddie Harris. Halloween Resurrection. Trick or treat, motherfucker. What um, was going on there? Look, we've been over... Numerous times, the problems that that I've got, the things that have been done to Michael that I just felt were were not great mm-hmm. for the character. Right up there is being um, fly kicked. Being fly kicked by a by a rapper <laughs> who <laughs> seemingly learnt the moves off his character, learnt the moves off TV shows and movies. Something along those Something lines. Like that. <laughs> Look, my problem with this guy is. Exactly what you're sort of getting in the later Halloween films. It's almost a little bit of a stunt casting. Yeah, it, it's done for a specific reason, and in this case, it's done for a fan base perhaps that they were looking to pick up on. Yeah, and He's it, cashing in on Buster Rhymes. Is yeah, no, his notoriety, notoriety at, the at the time. Look, I'm sure Buster Rhymes in another role is fine. Mm. This role gives him nothing to work with for starters, but. It also makes him into kind of comic relief slash hero slash. I don't you know, know. It was a creator mix. of the show. It was a really weird. Yeah, mixture. it was a strange mix because you're right. There was points that you know where he's berating the actual Michael, thinking it's like a stunt man in a mask. That point was you know basically comic relief, but yeah. then towards the end, he's 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 trick or treat motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not really going to go down the pantheon of. Um, of top flight sort of one-liners, is it? No, no. But the whole thing of it, I mean, I don't know if it's the kind of thing where you have to give, because Buster Rhymes is a bit of an established name and a star, so to speak, that they felt they had to give him this role where he was heroic, kind of. Yeah, but, I mean, the problem really is the the role. I mean... (laughs) Should it, would anyone have gotten away with doing Denzel, Kung Fu or, maybe. <laughs> Kung Fu or Michael Myers? Is someone at a high saying, Denzel, oh, yeah, I'd like to watch Kung Fu movies. Yeah, true. You know? It was kind of one of those character traits that was really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, it, it leaves him hanging out to dry. Yeah. Because the... My issue is not with Buster Rhymes. No, not, not specifically with Buster Rhymes, but it's basically that character is just left hanging there, sort of filling, basically filling time. In between those bits, yeah. that bit at the end. He was paired up on screen with Tyra Banks yeah, at some point too. True. Talk about a, you know, a, a powerhouse acting <laughs> couple. Um, but yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just, 
It's a character that shouldn't be in the mo- the Halloween mix. I mean, yeah, like don't I get me said, wrong, we were eight movies in. Yeah, like I said, my problem is what's being done to the character. A once great character being, <laughs> being used as a punching bag. <laughs> For a rapper, in a, in a, what could I be described as kind of like a... They were trying to sort of take it into the next century type oh of thing with God. this webcam crap. Yeah. Yeah, look, the movie overall is pretty average. And very, the, very and the average. that particular it is only a hair off five and six. <laughs> and the Buster Rhymes character, the character that he plays, is just a, like a square peg in a round hole in the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to come to one that I I caught recently. Yeah. <laughs> just rekindled some <laughs> rekindled some, some old flame there. You know, the fire is just burning away. Oh, we, the fire's re- roaring. We reconnected. Is Jack Black in? I still know what you did last time. <laughs> What's up? Everybody needs something. What about the ladies, the sweet young ladies? Is there anything I can do? <laughs> Playing. Sort of some sort of Bob Marley type of wannabe with dreadlocks. He's always talking about weed. His name's Titus. He's always um, interrupting the ladies and trying to get sort of some action. I think he was on something. <laughs> Honestly, think he was actually on something during this. But Jack Black is a like he's a talented actor. Yeah, too. yeah, and he's a talented comedic yeah. presence. <laughs> God only knows. Could have all been. With this, I would have written this bloke off as judging on this performance. This guy's Jim Carrey's great sort of cousin. Yeah, but bloke that we will never see in movies again. Yeah, this fella. Yeah, because he's he's always sort of popping up in inopportune times and trying to get laughs and then yeah. <laughs> crapping on about how he's got weed available. Yeah. And all this. I don't have I don't have the the strongest memories of the movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but still, keep, keep it that what, way. What stands out in my mind is just this bit where I've got this recollection of him, you know, doing that, talking about his weed and whatever, and people ignore him and walking off, and he kind of dances yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of like shuffles backwards out of the. Does his moonwalk sort of thing? <laughs> he looks like an idiot. My personal favourite bit though is where there's a scene where the um, porter is going down to sort of close up the um, the dock for the night. Yeah. And he's pulling in the boats and stuff, and he gets he sort of turns around, and there's Jack Blake behind him going, like this and making all these sort of horror faces. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> Stinks to high heaven. <laughs> it's not one of his best bits of work. Yeah, as I said, I think I mentioned previously that I saw that with a couple of mates who walked out of the cinema and said, "No, oh, better than the first one." <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, just the introduction of Jack Black. <laughs> the introduction of Jack Black's character really sort of topped it all off. <laughs> that was what was missing from the original. <laughs> was the white Rastafarian drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a main sort of moonwalk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a with a classic sort of moonwalk into Michael Jackson speed <laughs> off camera sort of thing. Okay. Let's get to the, the real elephant in the room here, Jared. One of your faves. We've spoken about him in a previous podcast. Ah, uh, yes. 
He he's a victim of two films. <laughs> a couple, of, couple of controversial choices, and this will be the first one. Yes. Who is this choice? Right. Crazy Ralph. It's got a death curse. Crazy Ralph. We really stuck the, the slipper into him. Yeah. In our Friday the Thirteenth podcast. You wanted to let him off, but I thought. Yeah, I was actually no. going to cut him because I felt that at the time we'd really we had sort of taken him to task. We have, but that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve <laughs> to be on this list. <laughs> What's your main problem with Crazy Ralph? Is it the is it the facial expressions? Overacting? <laughs> the constant sort of... Yeah. He looks like he's constipated? <laughs> he seems to be, like, attempting to stretch the skin off his face or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's kind of he's, grimacing he's, and carrying on. He's always sort of... Um, <laughs> Making these weird faces and doing weird things. Yeah, and um, the acting is just—it's awful. And I thought, I think, I don't know—was he one of the experienced ones that was hired for Friday the Thirteenth? There were none. <laughs> <laughs> when I say experienced, I mean he did some local theatre or something like that. Um, but yeah, he was just—he'd been in a toilet paper ad, but he was a kid or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I look, know, I know this I'm is probably the, uh, the one. And and again, getting back to our disclaimer. This is probably the only one where acting is actually an issue. I know, um, Legitimately yeah. an issue. I know I'm in the minority. I know there's a heap of Friday the 13th fans that just love Crazy Ralph. But uh, I just think it was one of the worst sort of, you know, for starters, it was that, that over-the-top kind of soothsayer just dribbling about the death curse and all that sort of stuff. But then the acting on top of it and the grimacing and all that sort of business was... He looks like he's fit to drop a loaf. <laughs> he's just kind of working it through. <laughs> yeah, look, this one's the only one where acting's really an issue. Um, mm. And again, uh, this is a, this was a down. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth is a down and dirty production, so it would have been done fast and loose, and it wasn't going to be. You weren't going to be given ten takes to get it right. Mm. I don't maybe think. That's <laughs> right. Maybe maybe he actually was due for a toilet break. No, no, no. no. <laughs> We're burning daylight here, pal. Get in front of the camera. And listen, listen, light. I need to drop a shit. Yeah, there's damage a lot. And they're going, no, nah, mate, no. Nah. No, nah, nah, you've got to get in there and give us a performance. The thing about Crazy Ralph, and I think the love for Crazy Ralph, is kind of that the fact that he's the, sort of the original soothsayer yeah. in, a, in a way, and it was very early on in the, in the Friday the 13th canon. And, and it sort of set some set a tone for that kind of thing to happen fairly regularly in the in the slasher genre. Yes, but he is not one of the better ones. No, which I don't is think so. which is sad because he's kind of the first. But he just start, he just delivers a performance that's really kind of overboard. Yeah, for what you're thought. doing. Even though I really dislike it, I don't like it's it's an integral part of Friday the Thirteenth, and I understand it's important, but. I just can't. Every time I see him, I'm the one <laughs> cringy. Okay, well, he's coming. That, 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 that's the last time we'll lay the slipper into him. He's had a couple of good kicks. You sure? Yeah. Well, okay. What about when we, if we cover part two? Okay. I we'll reserve get, the we'll right. reserve the right to lay the slipper in there. You drop the knees in. <laughs> okay, I think we're going to go to um, one of my personal faves, uh, Trent, out of the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Now, I understand <laughs> they all looked a bit the same. He was the guy who owned the cabin. Yeah. And he was the kind of fucking asswipe that nobody would hang out with him. I don't care if he's got money. He was such a prick from minute one. 
You'd have just gone, fuck you, we're not going to the cabin. Nah, we're going to go and have a bloody, uh, yeah, night on the town. You can go and get fucked. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He was just a prick. Like, he's an absolute and utter prick. You sound like there's some sort of, you, it's almost like you've actually interacted with the oh, guy. <laughs> no. Look, and this is the this is the other end of the spectrum. We're saying that Crazy Ralph was a was a legitimately a, a shit actor. <laughs> this guy's actually a good actor. I've seen him before in other things. He's actually a solid actor. He's got charisma. He's a good actor, and he does a really good job. You hate the guy. You're supposed to hate him. That's his. Yeah. That's the key to that character. Yep. But he, the, the poor guy, I believe his name's Travis Van Winkle. He's stuck with. Uh, the writing that basically turns him into the most arrogant fuckstick ever committed to celluloid. Yeah, He's just look, so see, bad. I, I didn't have as big a problem with this one. It didn't really annoy me as much for that reason. It's, I think he was, was supposed the, um, to be that. Well, I think he was supposed to be that way. Yeah. And that's, you know, you, you hate the bloke and you, okay, I, I can live with it if, if I think if that's your intention. And that was, yeah, I think that's why I didn't. I'll cut him a little bit of slack. Yeah, no, I'm I'm calm down with that. I understood that, and I can give it some slack for that. But I I'm against the fact that everything he did was just pure prick. Like that's wasn't the, but one, I mean that's what he was supposed. There wasn't to even do. one second where he was vaguely yeah. a, a decent cat. So he was he was definitely fodder, but he was yeah. there to sort of you know antagonise a few people and do this. And, and that. I think the actor in the role does a very good job. Yeah, with what he's given. Yep. I mean, then we get to the sex scene where it's perfect nipple placement and all this kind of fucking shit. Yeah, see, that's, again, that was so over-the-top ridiculous that you were supposed to be looking at this bloke and rolling your eyes and thinking, when's Jason out of covered? And I must what, admit, I did off? laugh when the body falls on the car and he lets loose with a really high-pitched scream. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Yeah. But I just can't get upon that sort of stuff. I, I don't know. I like my characters to, be, characters to have some... Sort of redeeming feature somewhere. Yeah, that's true. But and I he's mean, just there, so there hard is, to like. There is characters in these movies that don't have any redeeming feature. Yeah, and that's kind of what I. I mean, we're talking about our mate Captain A Hole from <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, no, Halloween Six. Halloween Six. Sorry. Yeah. Um. I mean, that was a, that's a classic example. There was nothing redeeming about that bloke. Mm. He was just there to antagonise a few characters and. Drive a few points home and then get knocked off. Yeah, like, and this was the same type of thing, I guess. Yeah, this guy so was that, the same type of thing. That was kind of why I was the same. I watched this bloke in the movie and thought, God, what a piece of work. But I didn't come out of it going, that's one of the most annoying characters I've seen. There's not an honorable mention but I, I, you know, in the final this, right? is, this is your, that, that's your selection. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. There's an honorable mention in the Friday the 13th remake. That dude who's living out in the barn, chopping trees oh, and yeah. licking porno mags and, yeah. and talking to like a dressmaker's dummy or something and talking yeah. about hey, what about that sex we had last night and yep. fondling your tits and stuff. Come that on, was, look, that was a little bit rough. That definitely was an annoying <laughs> one for me because I, that was that character embodies the the real aspect of the the Friday Thirteenth remake that I thought it didn't need. That seedy kind of over-the-top kind of gross element that was just like, we don't need that. You know, we could have we could have got, got his mask in many other ways and come across that piece of <laughs> Again, he's only an honourable mention because essentially he's only in it for about five minutes. I think yeah, he sees about five minutes of screen time if he's lucky. See, there's ways to make us dislike a character and not care whether he gets killed. Yeah. And not like your mate, you know, and he didn't resort to doing that sort of crap. 
Yeah. That was really, it was just too seedy and ordinary for my my liking. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. That was only an honourable mention, though. Honourable okay. mention, yeah. Now this is where we were starting to get towards some controversy. Mm. Now we're going to leave that to the end. We're going to leave the controversial two to the end. Yeah, we'll have our three listeners up in arms. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to a, a movie we covered just recently. Uh, a little gentleman <laughs> at a summer camp for kids ranging between 14 and 18, mm. yet he looks about 35. Yeah. <laughs> His name, Glazer from The Burning. Look, I asked lubricated brothers. These aren't lubricated brothers, you understand that? Yes. Played by an actor of some who's had a decent career, mm. uh, Larry Joshua. Yes. Again, this isn't an acting issue. He's fine I um, think for you, playing that part. You feel he was possibly like overly chivalrous, and perhaps <laughs> at the end where he uses a condom <laughs> and then um, starts some sort of hot fire. Is that that, that, yeah. that his chivalry? I'll keep you warm. Yeah, yeah. that's see, after after eighty minutes of being one of the world's biggest assholes. <laughs> After 75 minutes of walking around humping the air and <laughs> saying to the girls, I'll make it good for you. Come on, baby. Mm. And then he does a chivalrous act. That's better than my mate Trent. Yeah. Huh? Look, these days, <laughs> if, he, if that bloke was at a summer camp, he'd be, he'd be locked up, yeah. basically. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be taken away from the camp in a divvy van. Everyone else's, <laughs> everyone else's parents would be coming to pick them up. The, the police would be coming to pick him up. Yeah, the problem with Glazer is, yeah, he's a rampant asshole. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's not sugarcoat it. The guy's a rampant asshole. He constantly gets his, he gives us mixed messages. <laughs> One minute he's advising the uh, camp pervert, "You're a disgrace! <laughs> How dare you look at women in the shower?" Next minute he's got the same girl who was being spied on in the shower pressed up against the tree, humping her leg, and going, "I'll make it good for you." Yeah, real class act. <laughs> He's the quality act. Plus, you would you if you saw him at a summer camp, you'd assume he was like the he ran the place because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's that old. Yeah, exactly. He, he, excuse me, sir. <laughs> you, can, can you direct me a cabin, whatever? <laughs> oh no, man! I'm, I'm, I'm working here. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, all right. Yeah, go back to your go back to your business. <laughs> Threatening people and running around <laughs> your bloody tight shorts in the pool and stuff. Yeah, Glaze is one of these guys that he's uh, look. He's probably not the worst on this list, but he's <laughs> he's a bit of a misogynist. Yeah, <laughs> it's fair to say. Pretty, yeah, he's a pretty strong example of how not to not to write a character that uh, for a movie that you want to be seen by female. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The next one. See, unfortunately, the Friday the 13th series has come in for a bit of hammer here. Yeah, speaking of getting a kicking, it's not just Crazy Ralph. Yeah. It's... We'd, like to, we'd like to let our listeners know, look, we don't hate the franchise. We love the franchise. Love we love the franchise. It's just, unfortunately, there's <laughs> these sort of movies, lend, slasher movies in particular, lend themselves to cookie-cutter characterizations, and usually one of them is the annoying pain in the ass or the mm. the the... the the jockish bully who threatens people. Like, there's always that through, character. We've been through Friday the 13th a lot recently, both of us, so they're probably a bit fresher in the memory. Yeah, they are. But, um, yeah, absolutely love the series. Oh. And it's it's part of the reason why you love it is because there's so many characters and so many aspects of the movies that you can just sort of dissect and endlessly talk about <laughs> them, the good characters and the bad. Yeah, that's right. 
So this I'll is one of the favourites. I'm throwing another one forward. I know, I know there is a lot of people that don't like this one, but there is also some that do yeah. really love him too. Yeah. I'm not one of those. <laughs> it's uh, Shelley. Shelley, Friday the 13th Part 3. Yes. I'm not an asshole. I'm an actress. I guess I fooled you, huh? It was a joke. It was just a joke. They said they were going skinny dipping and uh, I'm not skinny enough. You out of your mind? <laughs> and I think again, there's a, there's something attached that that really resonates with the fans. It's because Shelley's the guy that Jason got the mask from. Yeah. So he's got a real special place, and not only that, but um, Larry Zerner is right up for talking about it. Yeah. Right up for talking about it. Uh, I think he's big, like still still happy to go on the convention circuits and things like that. And that always wins points for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, he's, he's not uncomfortable with the, the fact that he's in the film. He's yeah. a very successful lawyer, I think, it. now, yeah. isn't he? He's embraced it and he enjoys, you know, talking about it and and uh, reliving it. And Yeah. I think that's great. I do think that's great. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> let's get to the meat of this. Shelley is the kind of irritating guy that you, you summed it up to me when we just started talking about this list when we were putting it together, Jared, and that is... Um, nobody likes me, says Shirley at one point. Yeah, well, fuck, mate. You turn it up <laughs> with masks on and coming up behind people and stabbing them with fake knives and then being found in closets, women's closets. Loitering. <laughs> with a fake axe in your jerry curl that you've got. I mean, come on, mate. I surmise that he just wanted to get laid. Yeah, exactly. Right? But look, if I was if I was giving him some advice and he kept saying, look, nobody likes me, I'd say, look, Shelly, try having a chat, mate. Don't. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, just get shit-faced, do the robot, do a little bit of humping and hope maybe, hey. Hey, grow a few dreadlocks and start moonwalking in and out of, in and out of scenes. And all- <laughs> offering pot yeah. as some kind of, um, you know, and you might incentive. Just, you might just get lucky. But yeah. Shelly, Shelly's one of these guys. He's going about it the wrong way. Like, I've got to impress some girls. and You know, there was one of the girls that he's getting along with and, yeah. and uh, you know, starting to talk to her and then let's take it to the next level. I'll put on a mask and jump <laughs> out of the closet. Okay, all yeah, right. Okay. Also, look, juggling's not a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you just see Shelly after he's, you know, t- he's been chastised for wearing a fake axe in his head. Shit, I better go to my go-to move. I better juggle the some balls. apples. Oh, no, no, shit, that didn't work. Oh, I've got a unicycle out the back here. <laughs> oh, no, no, the ground's not good enough. Okay, I tell you what, I might put on a wetsuit, an hockey mask, <laughs> and threaten her again. <laughs> I'm back in. <laughs> Yeah, Shelly and self-awareness don't go hand in hand anyway. Yeah. It was one note too. There was no sort of progression through the movie. He didn't stop during the. He didn't stop at any point in the movie. You go. Was I a dickhead? Was I just? Did I? Was I a dickhead just then? Should I not have jumped out of the closet, or should I not have pretended to kill somebody? Yeah, but where are his mates going? Fuck, mate! Knock that shit off. But We're trying did. to get laid too and you're but, ruining it. But they did. So he goes back to the, oh, nobody likes me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts playing the bloody. Starts concocting another plan. Shelly's shenanigans were all, he was always cooking up plans for how to impress people. Didn't he have like a, the, my other favourite part of the um, 
the character. Didn't he have? Uh, I can't remember whether it was a suitcase or, or almost like a magician's yeah. chest. <laughs> yeah, my whole life's in here. Chest of tricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it had it had several masks, um, fake axes, some juggling balls, a unicycle, one of those little boxes that you put your finger in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His clothes obviously fit in, you know, one of those pockets that you put in the handkerchief in. <laughs> yeah, keep pulling them out. Yeah. He goes, hang on, just let me get my, my swimming trunks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Shelley's not one of the better characters in the series. Let's get to the controversial stuff. Mm. Right, we've been through the, the lesser lights, so to speak. Yep. Let's get to the controversy here. Uh, you threw this one out here. I did. I fully agreed in the end. Um, again, a character we've both got a great love for. Yes. And uh, it's not actually the character in general. It's the character from this film. Yeah. It just hit a low point. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Freddy. From <coughs> Freddy's Dead, specifically. Freddy's Dead. Final Nightmare. Yep. Would this it be was fair to say it was the low point. Yeah, this was the lowest point in the series, and where Freddie had gone from scary dream killer to cackling idiot. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a scene where he's riding on a broomstick and yeah. crapping on about how I'll get you, my pretties, and but it's a black comedy. Oh, it's not a black according comedy. To, it's not Rachel Talley. I feel for um, Robert England because the guy is a, has, has really done that role justice for years. Yeah. And here he is spouting stupid lines about, I'll get you my pretty, and now we're playing with power and he's wearing power gloves and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that was a, and, that was a whole yeah, lot. Killing blokes using massive Q-tips and stuff. It's just, just rampantly ridiculous, and yeah. I just don't feel, because he was so invested in this character for so long, I don't think he ever said, this is garbage. No. Like, what are we doing here? What, what have we got to? Well, it's a nice paycheck, though. Yeah, exactly. He probably and did do a little bit of the, you know, a guy like him was never getting big paychecks. No. He was always a character character actor. And a very so good one. So he was saying, yep, whatever, just keep the dollars rolling in. Yeah. And yeah Q-tips, sounds good. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, the thing about England, too, is, like you said, he always invested in it. Yeah. He always, again, you hear him talk about the movie and he finds value in everything. Yeah. Just, it, there's not a single thing where he says that was silly. And let's face some facts here. I commend the man for finding value in that piece of shit. Yeah. Because there isn't a lot in it. Yeah. And in some ways, like, I mean, it all stemmed from part three, which is my favourite. That was yeah. the first one where he started to get a bit of the quipping and things like that. But um, part but six three was, found was the... at, its, at its peak. But three, and even to some extent four, found somewhat of a balance yeah. to it. Six had no idea what the balance was. They decided it was some sort of black comedy, as you say, and or basically a bit of a sort of a roller coaster ride. I think yeah, that's I what think, they were going for. You don't think Q-tips are funny? No. <laughs> not really. I think they were the going for... funny, looking back on it now. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Not at the time. <laughs> I think that they were going for a roller coaster ride. Yeah, and and it did not work. The problem with Freddy's Freddy's dead is it it's Freddy Freddy at his absolute lowest. He'd become almost a joke. So mm. the 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 series had gone from scary child killer to sort of partially quipping. There was a little bit of a darkish humour to the whole thing to joke yeah. to character that was no longer 
scary, funny, n- none of it. And that's that was a sad place to put him. Thankfully, Wes Craven got him back on track. Yeah. With a new nightmare. I think that that was the best thing that ever happened to the series was to give it back to Craven and allow him to go somewhere else with it. Yeah, definitely uh, worked at the time. Because yeah. I don't know if we could have put it put up with another Freddy's Dead. I would have really. It would have been interesting to know where they would have gone if, say, Craven had have never stepped back into the the breach. Would, yeah. the, would the series have gone on again? Yeah. Well, we know. You know. Likely. It always would have. Yeah. It always comes back. But that could have been that. To me, that was almost a death knell movie. Yeah. It was the kind of movie that ruins a franchise and finishes it off. Okay, the last one on the list is a genuinely good movie. Great movie. Great movie. Would be fair to say. This character. Now, this one divides a little bit of opinion. Mm. It's Stu from Scream. Better live her alone. <laughs> Never alone. Yes. Played by Matthew Lillard. Yep. <laughs> I feel he sort of fits a little bit of the crazy Ralph Gribbesy sort of <laughs> mould, sticking his tongue out and kind of Jim carrying it a little yeah, bit. I was actually I expected a, a bit... joy gathers we <laughs> 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 I was get actually that. a little bit surprised that this one came in for the treatment that it seems to have. Mm. Um, I was genuinely unaware that people disliked him, him as much as they did. But looking at it, although I don't, I don't dislike the character. I can see why people would hate him. Like all the, as you were saying, he's just he's a he's a hair off that Jim Carrey type shtick. There's a lot of, you know, poking his tongue out and pulling faces and yeah, he's he's kind of mugging a little bit. He is mugging, definitely. But in a way, it's kind of like the counterpoint to um, Billy. Yeah, Billy's the brooding kind of. Internal guy, yeah, and Stu's the out there kind of cool guy. And when the, the revelation sort of hits, that's how that bit plays out. Yeah, and I think after <clears throat> he, I think there was a bit of drawing attention away from Billy as well. Like you're saying, is playing off him. And so once bit, there was that point in the movie where Billy was seemingly cleared, it's sort of. I don't know. You start pointing fingers at the guy that looks like he's got a couple of screws loose. <laughs> and in Scream, they even had the double whammy of having, um, what was his name? Jamie Kennedy? Randy. Randy. Randy was also a bit of a loose cannon who used yeah. to rant and rave and, yeah, so and had sort some of tendency. Like, so it was kind of like pointing the finger across and yeah, well, De- was, Deputy Dewey was a bit of an idiot. And yeah, so it was kind it was of part like, of the genius in that... In that um, for starters, Skeet Ulrich got a lot of sort of comparison to Johnny Depp. And if you looked at Johnny Depp in, you know, if you're comparing again to another Wes Craven movie, he was the, the good guy, the nice guy. Yeah. So once he got cleared, it was part of the genius where it's like, oh, shit, it's a red herring. And you kind of just trust him. Yeah. Um, so then you start. Yeah, you point, have no reason to then trust Then you start him, pointing the fingers at the guys that are, you know, poking their tongue out and screeching. <laughs> and, and yelling and screaming and carrying on. And, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it was part of the, I thought it was part of the genius of it. And, and partially the reason why I think this is probably a little bit harsh Um I do agree that it is kind of annoying. He is kind of annoying in stretches. I'm not saying he's not. He has his points. But I think that the reason this this actually works somewhat in Scream and why Scream is such a good movie is it's played for laughs, some of it. Yeah, So it's kind of okay to laugh at him. Yeah. It's okay to sort of find that maybe 
he would be a little bit over the top. It's part of the characterization. Yeah, and I, I mean, one of the rants we saw sort of focused on um, the fact that he said his parents were going to be pissed was pathetic and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, but that's but that was a joke. It, it was, was meant to be, to be funny, and it was kind of the fact that this kid got himself into oh yeah, peer pressure. Let's kill someone. This yeah. is great. And then when it, when it all hit the fan. He was like, oh, mum and dad are going to be pissed at me. Yeah. That was part of the writing. That was part of what was funny about it, you know? Like, yeah. I, I didn't think that was a down point at all. So I think maybe maybe some people let it overshadow the point of the, the movie and the character. A little so, bit. Look, but, Matt yeah, Lillard. I can, see, I can see why people don't like it. Matt Lillard does have that style as an actor well, he's of playing, being kind of over the top. and He's made a career after those Scooby-Doo movies. He still voices Shaggy. Yeah, so I know. That's, that's where he's at. And, and, and look, again, I don't think this is an acting issue. No, either. I think, I think this is he's all right in the role. It's just that it, the, the 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 mugging and the over the top style cast kind of takes away a little bit from it. Yeah, see, I as I said, I'm probably playing the playing the straight man to your devil's advocate here because I ne- I never had an issue with it, but we just brought it up because there seemed to be quite some. Yeah, there was a little bit of talk on the web about it. Yeah, well, I actually uh, when I thought about it, I thought to myself, yeah, look. If I was a real teenager and he was carrying on like that, I'd be quickly, you know, nudging the bloke next to me and going, can we fuck off? Yeah. I, can't, I can't hang around this yeah. guy anymore. Well, he's just going, yeah, doing all this sort of shit, yelling and the top, top of his tongue like, back in I'm your head, you fuck, fool. mate, this guy is not my sort of guy. I'm yeah. him to himself. Yeah. That's our eight. Yep. I think we covered a reasonable spectrum. Yes, there was some coverage of some franchises, but also we'll revisit this sort of this list down the track when we've covered a few more films and got a bit more of the palette. Because we're just a shit pair of blokes and we do like sticking the boot. (laughs) Not really. Big thanks to everyone out there who's downloading our episodes. We've we've had um, some listeners in the UK, in Turkey, in the US, uh, quite a few recently. So we're really, really um, thankful for that. If you do want to drop us a line, we're on Facebook at the Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Or you can drop us a line at our email address, thrillme at iinet.net.au. Plenty of room in the mailbox. Plenty, the, 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 mail, the mailbox is, is overflowing, <laughs> so get in there quick. <laughs> you could you can offer up a movie that we, we should cover. You can just tell us your thoughts on some of the movies we have covered. Give us any feedback, whatever. We're more than comfortable um, hearing from anybody who wants to drop us a line. Until next episode. Keep enjoying your movies and listening to our podcast whenever you can and take it easy. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.